Welcome to Green Eggs and West Ham. I'm Chris S. along with my co-host Chris W. This podcast is dedicated to providing lighthearted, concise analysis on everything concerning West Ham. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back to Green Eggs and West Ham. After a very disappointing loss, 2-1 at the last minute to Brentford, uh, West Ham sit at 11 points, just at ninth place in the Premier League. Uh, but all not all hope is lost. We're only four, four points out of the Champions League spots, and we also picked up a win this week in the Europa League. But let's start off with the Brentford game, Chris. What do you think? Was it a deserved result? Yeah, I'm... I think any West Ham fan is going to say no. Uh, I did see some people say it was, but I strongly disagree with that. I think it was um, an extremely disappointing game. And even I was even disappointed coming away with a tie. Um, We, the second half, especially we were pounding the net uh, with some really good chances too. It wasn't just like we were kicking them into the stands. I mean, uh, the keeper saved a lot on their side. And so I think we should have won by a couple goals, actually probably like a three, one result would have been fair in my opinion. Um, I don't know, like the keeper saved some. I don't know why we uh, we just barely missed. We seemed like we couldn't uh, necessarily finish, but you know, uh, yeah, it, it was really disappointing. Um, the on the flip side of that, Brentford, I think they definitely played. They were probably the stronger team the first half, though we both had opportunities. Um, their first goal was really unfortunate. I think the way it dropped to both of those players. Um, it was a really good through ball initially great Fabianski save. And then the fact that the guy was right there and the fact that it was like half an inch over the line, but you know, that it, those are going to happen. I wasn't super disappointed. Like our, I was dip- disappointed in our defending, but like those goals are going to happen, you know? Um, but the I'm one disagree with you just a little bit on the result. I think it was, it was slightly unlucky, but I don't think it was necessarily unfair. Uh, I thought, I thought the best result would have been just, you know, or the deserved result might've been a one, one draw. Um, especially, you know, that second goal coming at the last um, and, you know, the last kick of the game, but I thought, you know, we made enough mistakes to not be, we, we can't be too um, angry that we lost just from the fact of we made a lot of mistakes. Yeah. Yeah, we did. And defensively, we did make a bunch of mistakes. Now, it's interesting you use the word unfair, though, because you said you didn't think it was unfair. I actually thought 100% it was unfair. Um, and the reason being, case in point, which I was going to get to later, um, was the refereeing. In my opinion, it was an awful referee game. Um, and and I'll give you, and this is my case in point, like I said, um, there was one time where uh, Zuma got a card and he actually, in slow they showed him hitting the ball first. Now, it was close. You want to call a foul there, fine, whatever. But it was not a yellow card by, I think, any stretch of the imagination. They gave a yellow card because it was, quote unquote, the last defender, even though we had two defenders around him. But, you know, okay, understandable, fine. If you want to give a yellow card there. Then in the second half, early second half, around 55th minute or something, Antonio um, had the ball. He was fighting the last defender. And the guy and Antonio had his back to him and the guy literally just dragged him down and pulled him down and that stopped the play. And there was no yellow card given. Now, how do you not give a yellow card there, but you give a card to Zuma? In fact, they didn't even get a yellow card. They got three or four yellow cards at the end of the game, but they were, I think it was an extremely cheap Brentford side. What do you think? So two things, the, the way Brentford acted and the, the refereeing itself, I, 
I don't think on the whole the refereeing was horrible, but I do feel like he was too um, cautious with giving particularly Zanka a yellow card, who one of their defensive players that seemed to just, yeah, committed most of the, the more egregious fouls that they had and didn't get his yellow card, I think, until like the 80-something minute, yeah. maybe, yeah. Um, which I thought he probably had four fouls that were deserving of a yellow card. Um, as far as the Zuma foul, you know, Zuma, I, I do think Zuma did foul him, and in the situation of uh, where that was just outside the box, stopping him kind of from the side and behind, I say it's a fair yellow. Um, for the most part, I thought the – Fouls were called when they should have been. But yeah, I, I will give you that there maybe should have been more yellow cards handed out, especially with the way Brentford were playing. They, you know, they, they're known as this, um, or at least have this reputation of playing very beautiful football. Um, and yeah, for the first 15 minutes, they played a very beautiful football. But outside of that, they kind of were, they played more like Burnley than, than what you would think. They're kind of dirty. Well, so one more, uh, Chris, for you, when the sub, their substitute who was warming up threw the ball away and prevented us from doing a quick restart to me and, and with the rules of soccer, that's a yellow card. So how, I don't understand how he didn't get a yellow there too, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, the thing is like, I sure, but giving a yellow card to someone not on the field doesn't really do anything. Um, yeah, but it's, but a deserve, I, I, they give it to coaches I, all the time. I think that's true, but the, the coach usually is actively stopping something whereas like that situation happened and he did stop he you know he did slow down play but then the referee would then himself have to continue to slow down and stop play to issue that yellow whereas i mean i i get what your point i think it is deserved of a yellow yeah. but it could have been in west ham's favor just not to have given a yellow there because it let us get get our start back on faster um i would say but like brentford they, yeah, a lot of their fouls were, were more deserving of a yellow. Um, and they, they did do a lot of time-wasting tactics. Starting at the beginning of the second half, I think like yeah. fi- on the 50th minute or so, they started doing that. And I want to say the the sub throw was probably in the, somewhere around the 60th minute, mm. um, which is really early for, for a team to, to already commit to time-wasting. Um, let's, let's go ahead and talk about our um, defensive problems you know we 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 got brought in zuma he's i thought been really good for us so far made made a lot of good tackles i thought agbana played well today where where were you really seeing those defensive mistakes happening in our team yeah no that's a good that's a good question i saw agbana actually get a lot of stink on social media about um not playing well and i actually thought he had a decent game uh where i think the the um I guess the best example of our defense lacking was their first goal with the through ball. It was a really good through ball. And initially I thought the guy was offside, but he just made a really good run. And that is the type of run that we can't afford to let happen. I don't know, like no defender was tracking him. Um, you know, he was closer to Agbana, so I suppose uh, he should have tracked him, but it, it was just a good through ball. And I think that's where we are really weak is, is with those through balls. And we saw today, they use speed to try to get it over the top. And for the most part, we defended it well. But uh, in my opinion, when they came through the middle and they started doing those quick give and goes, and especially the through balls to, I think it was Tom, Tony or T-O-N-E. Yeah, Ivan Tony. Yeah. Ivan Tony, yeah. Um, to him, that was, I think, when they were really penetrating our defense. Would you see? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't want to. Th- I think our mistakes were primarily tactical. 
rather than um, in the moment of play. Particularly, um, we pushed our fullbacks up extremely far forward this game, uh, which basically made our two center backs have to cover when, when our, when our fullbacks are very far forward, our center backs don't have that support out on wide on the counterattack, And so they end up having to basically get drawn further apart from each other. And that's what I feel like leaves the gaps for those little through balls that kept happening is that, you know, if Zuma would have to go out wide and then Ogbonna would be left covering the middle of the field by himself and there'd be too much space and they'd get a through ball, things like that. So I don't know. I don't think, you know, I don't think Zuma or Ogbonna really made Mm -hmm. tons of mistakes like that, that, that led to the goal, but it was more just, it was our offensive tactics left us exposed defensively. But then again, like, and I don't know what else I would have done because Brentford with that three back system, it's really hard to go down the middle on them. So really our only chance of attacking them was out wide. I do want to say, I think Sufal wasn't up to his normal level today. Part of it, you know, he was kind of a question coming into the game. That could have been, he seemed like he was hanging off of his man a little bit more than he typically does. And it let them get a few good balls in the box. Yeah. It's interesting. You talked about that, that fullback attack um, and how we use them in the offensive third, because they, uh, the commentators made a statement. And I think it's true. Suchek has not run as much this season. He's not been that massive box to box midfielder. And I think last um, season, he was the number one runner in the whole premier league in terms yeah. of distance covers over the season. So, um, so, and if you look at our attack too, you see Suchik and Rice, sure, they get involved in the attack sometimes, but they seem like uh, our plan of attack is more for them to stick back and help out Ogbana and Zuma. Meanwhile, Sufal and Cresswell have the ability to go forward. And I, so I see what you're saying about, um, you know, sometimes we do get pushed up a lot and, and I think it's hurting us in certain aspects. And for instance, for this team, uh, Brentford, who is very quick, you know, on the counter and. And like a man city is going to pass back and forth and work it up the field. They're not going to boot it down the field and just hope their fastest guy gets to it. Brentford on the other hand is, and I think that is kind of like you're saying, yeah, it's a, a weakness that we, we probably should have exploited or figured out. It, it wasn't the reason we lost, but. Well, both sides seem to uh, kind of implement a high pressing system in this game. And it worked for both where we both were, I thought our clear, you know, our goal was from kind of a deflection off of a set piece or a corner. Bowen has a great shot in, but I thought our best chances were from winning the ball higher up the pitch. Ben Rama had a good few good shots from outside the box. Um, I think we had a few other shots that were just blocked, but Brentford on the other hand got just as many of those kind of turnovers high up the field. They just made basically made better work of it, uh, especially for that first goal. Um, Do you think, was it really just a, we were outplayed or they just took their chances? Yeah, no, I definitely, I, I actually don't think, I don't think we we're outplayed at all. Um, I think it took a while for us to settle into the game. And it seems like we always do this little slow start where the first 20 minutes, we kind of figure out the opposition in certain cases, that's fine. But here, uh, I don't remember the exact minute they scored, but it hurt us. They scored fairly early on. Um, so I, I don't know. I think I would probably like to see a little bit quicker start. Um, I do think Ben Rama had some fantastic uh, hits at, hits at the goal, and he has really developed this season. Um, so, 
yeah I, yeah I, what, would, what would you say yeah i would say basically you know again i don't think the result was totally unfair i thought yeah. it was it seemed to be I think a draw would have been the best, you know, the most fair result, but it could have gone either way because we both, both teams created a lot of chances. They just took theirs a little better than we did. Um, and it did seem like they outplayed us the first probably 20 minutes, but I thought we were the better team the second half. So it kind of balances out there. Um, I, oh, I do want to say, so Tony was one of our targets in the transfer window. Not sure how much of a material offer we made for him. But boy, seeing what he he was able to do today, the through balls, hel- holding up play, he would have been quite the signing for us. Yeah, I think so. He was honestly the only one on their team when he got it. I got a little nervous, you know, compared to, I don't know, when other people on their team, I was like, okay, I trust that we'll defend this. But he seemed to just find the right places. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, we didn't have, I, I thought Zuma and, Ogbana played well, but they still didn't just really didn't have an answer for him. It was, I mean, it's kind of like when Antonio's playing up to his pace, like there's not a lot that the center backs can do. He, there's, he's a better athlete than them. Uh, if his ball control is on point, he's going to, he's going to create opportunities. Um, man, if we, but if, if I think at this point he's played well enough this season, it'll be very unlikely that we go have another chance at him that would, would let him go. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's going to depend on how our uh, three attacking players that we brought in will, you know, develop. Um, Now we did bring in another goalkeeper this season and uh, you know, there's been this debate on, should we start him? Do we keep Fabianski? Uh, What's your thought on that? And especially let's say like in light of this game and how Fabianski's played the past two games, I, I honestly thought he's been quite good. There's sometimes where he has needed to hold onto the ball and he didn't, I get that he's is a little bit of an order keeper, but I still think he's playing well. And I don't, I, to me, it would be unfair for um, Ariola to come in and start when Fabianski is like, I don't, I don't think these goals being scored against him are purely his fault. No, I, to be honest. So I am currently from what I am see, I have seen based off both keepers this season. In a vacuum, I, I think we should start Ariola. But the problem is I don't think Fabianski's been bad enough for him to lose his spot. Um, particularly the first Europa game that Ariola played, or the sort was I can't actually actually I believe it was the cup game at Man United. Mm-hmm. I thought he played fantastic. But like the last Europa game, he wasn't really troubled at all. So it was tough to judge him. Fabianski, on the other hand, I don't think Fabianski's made any mistakes that have led to goals, but he also hasn't he also hasn't been making some of those incredible saves that he has in, in seasons past. As for today, the first goal, I don't think he had a shot at really collecting that ball. Right. Yeah. Uh, I thought he deflected it. He didn't deflect it back to the same player. He deflected it kind of away from the course of play, which is about all you can do. Um, in that position. And even on the second goal, there wasn't, I didn't see a real good opportunity for him to be able to collect the first ball. Um, and then again, I don't think he had much of a shot in the second goal. In fact, in the first goal, he deflected it and he was darn close to stopping the second attempt too. You know, it went over the line, but it only was over by a couple inches before he was able to actually get it. Um, so it, it's tough. I 
think we have a slightly better chance if we had Ariola in there, but I think it'd be too harsh yeah. on Fab to bench him. And I think for the better for the best for the betterment of the team and, and the way the team is structured, Moyes doesn't want to, I don't think Moyes wants to create a situation in which you have like no big mistakes and get replaced. You know, like I think he wants to give his players a little more leash than that, especially kind of what we've seen with Ben Rama. Ben Rama has had some of the best moments of any of our players this season. He's also made a few games where it's, it's kind of, he's kind of been a dud, but if he, if Moyes was quick to pull the trigger and replace him with say Vlasic, then we would miss the upside that we have with Lindorama. I think the same's true for Fabianski. Like you can't just, it sets a bad precedent to replace Fabianski at this point. Yeah, I completely agree. I do think it's a little bit of a different conversation if Ariel wasn't playing, um, but he's playing those cup games. He's, you know, Europa, like, I mean, he's, he is playing. So I don't think if I were him, yeah, you wait for your opportunity and everything, but you're all also playing for the team. And I don't know. I think it's been pretty fair on what Moises has done, just like you said. So, and it's much more difficult for a goalkeeper to force his way into the team than a than a position player. You know, if if we had, uh, let's just throw a random, um, I don't Johnson or maybe Masuak. Let's say Masuak who comes in, plays on the wing in a in a cup game, scores two goals and gets an assist. You got to start him the next game, like. You got to, you know, whether it's Fornals or Bowen or whoever you take off, you got to put someone else in there. But like, there, there's not a whole lot of keeper can do yeah. that makes you think, oh, he's, you know, he's pushing someone else out of their starting spot. They just don't have the opportunity for that. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, last thing that I really want to talk about for the game before we get to the Premier League, like kind of where we stand. But we saw Antonio. Um, I, I thought he played again very well. He holds up the ball well. There's sometimes where he'll have you know four defenders around him and he keeps the ball, which just shocks me every time. Um, we do need to be careful with his injury record, uh, and that's probably my most concerning thing. Probably the most critical point of our season uh, is is how well we manage his injury record. Would you agree? And what do you think? Well, yeah, without him, our our outlook looks much worse. If we if we have him, I think we are a solid contender for the Europa spots and a solid contender in the Europa League, especially when we start facing the kind of an, if we get to the knockout round and face the kind of other premier top league level talent. Um, but without him, I'm going to struggle to see where our goals will come from. Just he's been kind of the catalyst of everything we've done so far on the offensive end. Uh, I thought Moise has played him. Well, you know, he started the Europa League game on Thursday, but was the first player subbed off. Didn't really have uh, a lot of, you know, didn't seem to be too phased and then played all 90 minutes today, but, but didn't, you know, there wasn't any instance where I thought, Oh no, he's too tired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, Chris, we sit ninth now. So that is seven games played where, where do you see our outlook going? Um, do you think it's a fair result for where we are? And do you think it's good for the team on where we are right now? Yeah. So we're ninth right now. Uh, we've played a fair, a fair slate of good teams. We played man United. Um, we've, you know, I thought a lot of the teams we've played today to date are good. We beat Leicester. We have some good wins. Um, and I think ninth is fair, but again, again, like it's, 
it's still too early where, where so many teams are grouped up. You know, we're, we're three points away from third, uh, but also three points away from 13th. So it's, it's, it's just such a – it's tough to really say, like, oh, this, this exact spot where we are is where we need to be. Um, I, but overall, our performance, I think, has been very good. Uh, and especially, like, I am worried that our squad – is going to get fatigued with if we continue to make runs in the cup, if we have the other Europa League games with so many of our players playing in the, on the international stage as well. I'm really concerned that we're going to pick up one or two key injuries, whether it's to Antonio, whether it's to a player like Rice or Suchak, um, whether it's to, you know, one of our key attacking players like Ben Rama or, or Bowen, and that's going to leave us shorthanded uh, throughout the season. But overall, I mean, I thought we've continued on form from last season, the way we ended. Yeah, no, I think so, too. If you look at our losses, yeah, we sit ninth. But like you said, the table's so tight right now. And you look at our losses. Okay, we lost today in a last-minute goal. Um, we did win against Leeds kind of in that same fashion. But the other loss we have is Man United, who spent hundreds and hundreds of millions this season. And we lost by one goal, and it was – you know, Jesse Lingard on an incredible shot. So, and it could have been a draw if no one put away the penalty. It, exactly. And, and it could have been a draw. You're right. So, to, and, and then we went and beat them later that week. So to me, it's, it's like, I I'm looking at our results and I mean, yeah, we haven't picked up points in some, you know, instances like we tied Southampton and stuff, but it's really, I, I think we've done quite well. We have to look at the overall, like these points will pay off, you know, and, and I was just talking to you before this, um, you mentioned we've played good teams. We really have. We, we haven't played Chelsea, Man City, and Liverpool. And I think those are going to be really trying games. We, you know, if we could get at least a, some result from those six games away in home games, um, that I think is going to, you know, those will just help propel us. You have to expect you're going to drop a game that you're not expecting like Brentford. I think uh, the, the big thing is for the team to not get down on this every team this whole season is going to drop games like that. I mean, they just tied Liverpool, you know, last week. So, um, when they're not a bad team. Yeah. Yeah. They, they like, they didn't play necessarily in a beautiful fashion today, but they played well. They really, they show that they are going to stay in the premier league and be a talented, effective team. So, I mean, like you look at our season, yeah, we've dropped some points, like you said. But if you look at our, our season as a whole, adding the the two Europa League wins and then the great cup win at Man U, like that is an impressive run of results on the yeah. whole. Especially when two our two Premier League losses. If if one minor thing at the very end of the game had changed in the Man United game, Noble's penalty going in. And in this game, that that last kick shot not going in, then we have no losses. Then we only have wins and draws. Yeah, yeah. It's not like we're losing four zero. It's that yeah. we're barely losing, and and not even barely losing like one goal. We're literally barely losing in the last minute of the game. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that, and, and so that's. I don't know if I said it clearly, but I think that's my point with the six home and away games with those really good teams coming up. And I mean, you know, we've got one more against Man United as well. Like we we've got the quality to get results there, even if it's a tie. I really think that out of those six games, 
yeah, you expect to lose a couple, but you know, we, I think we could get some result out of a couple. I think we definitely will, especially if we maintain our health throughout those yep. fixtures. Um, and even like they've all been entertaining games to watch. Like today was a, it was a very entertaining game. I was, I was very happy with um, the, the crowd atmosphere seemed great. Um, I love Moyes getting in the little like scuffle with the Brentford player. Um, I, and I, you know, I, we typically get mad at Moyes for not making subs early enough. I thought it was the right move for him not to sub anyone on this game. He knew he trusted in, in the team. He knew we were fighting back. We got that goal. And at that point, I thought we were the more likely team to get a second goal. No, I completely agree. I don't think there was a time. Uh, well, I, I take that back. The only time I thought is maybe a Vasage for, for now, but yeah. you know, it wasn't like, Oh, we need him. And then also that was just to kind of bring some flavor into it. But right as I would have subbed him in, we got the goal. And it's like, I don't know, Vlasic, he still needs that. I don't think he's quite up to the Premier League speed right now. Um, I don't think he's going to be as game-changing as Antonio getting subbed on and, you know, for yes. someone else. So I, I think it was, yeah, I think you're right. His match management I thought was pretty good. I like to see a manager get fired up. Um, and I, honestly, I think he's, yeah, I mean, obviously he's doing quite well. I'm really excited about, um, I forget that it's like head of recruitment or something, but uh, from Man City that we brought in. Yeah, well, I'm really, yeah, it's going to be nice to not put all of that on Moyes' shoulders because mm -hmm. Moyes seems to make good decisions with recruiting, but it takes him so long to make that decision where all, like most of our business is at the very end of the window. And so having someone in, in place to help organize that process, streamline it, be able to give Moyes all the information he needs to make the decisions, which I, it seems to be the structure. You know, it seems to be Moyes will still be the one making the calls but having a head of recruitment will make it easier for him to do that job while still managing the club, which I'm excited about. Uh, so Chris, we've played two Europa league games. Um, what, what do you think of, uh, of our performances in both, you know, coming off of strong wins, obviously in both, uh, what do you, what do you make of that and uh, our projection going forward? Cause we've still got quite a few games to play in this group stage. Yeah, so we so far have gone away to Dynamo and, and at home to, to Vienna. And we've looked great in both games. I thought the first game we fielded pretty much a kind of a mix of first team and second team players. But to be honest, uh, more, more second team players than I would have expected. And we were the dominant team. One, two, two nil could have been more, um, especially in... I am. I think I would believe Dynamo is is the next best team in our group outside of us. So it was very hard. It was very encouraging to get that win. Then we play Vienna at home. They're not in the greatest form. We play kind of a hybrid team, maybe half half second team, half first team players. And again, just really looked untroubled uh, the entire time. Uh, they didn't really threaten us. I thought they might have got one or two decent chances on us, but one again. Um, so, you know, we, we sit, we sit clear by three points, uh, top of the standings in our group have four games remaining. I don't see how we don't make it through at this point, especially with the, probably the single toughest game being the dynamo away game already away. in the books yeah. and, and have being a win. Yeah, no, uh, it's interesting to see, uh, the response, I guess the fan response, also the team response on 
specifically Declan Rice and how well he's performed in both games, let alone the Premier League games. Um, and to me, and Suchek, I mean, Suchek's done well. He's played all the minutes of everything. So to me, though, it's just the quality of the player that we've got in Declan Rice. People see it. People are, you know, he's starting for England. I mean, there's a lot around him, but it's just the fact that game in and game out, like you could give any stat for uh, about him for any game and it's a, you know, top, you know, five or 10 of the Premier League, let alone. So I don't know. To me, I just always see that after the games, I look back and, and Declan Rice is one of the star standouts and it's every single game, you know. So that's yeah. really impressed me that he can play week in and week out uh, with these added games. Yeah, he's been, yeah, he's been simply incredible. And one of the things I, I just want to give Moyes his due we have not lost a step, whether it's been the full first team in the Premier League. I thought I thought every single game in the Premier League, we've given it a good go. You know, maybe the maybe the Leeds game and maybe this game, you could you could have some faults with with some of it, but we've still been in those games and and very competitive. But in the in the in the cup game, we had filled an entire second team side against Man United. And we like just ran them off the field. You know, with the scoreline, we only won by one. But to have a our full second team playing a team that was worth five, six times their value in the transfer market, and for us not to look like the competent team and them to look disorganized, incredible. Same thing with these Europa League games where we played this kind of hybrid first team, second team group with a lot of players that probably aren't practicing on the same, you know, if they have a scrimmage, they're, they're probably not playing on the same team. The in-game, they haven't really played with each other. And for them to look that cohesive, uh, you know, with these interchangeable parts, I thought it's been really good and shown just the fact that Moyes really has everyone in the squad ready to go and ready to step up when they're called upon. Um, Chris, one last thing. So, unfortunately, this last game, I wasn't able to see the entirety of it for uh, for the Vienna. Um, I... Ben Johnson. Yeah. Talk to me about him and his performance in that game. Oh, he's been fantastic. I thought in the Vienna game, he was our best defender. Yeah. Um, personally, D- or Diop. Diop was really good as well. Um, oh, and but- he is real quick. Sorry to interrupt, but he's also Diop's one that's been playing really well in both Europa League games. And yeah. I'm glad to see that because he, you know, he's, we've talked about, he said the young player needs to develop and it seems like he's, you know, fitting well in. So, yeah. I still think he's he's a little prone to making mental errors, and that can be that's that's kind of like he he ha, that's why I wouldn't you know he hasn't pushed his way into the starting lineup, but he's very solid, and yeah, I, I'm really glad he's getting game time, and he seems to be improved from kind of what we saw during moments of last season. So yeah, Diop's been good, but Johnson I've been extremely impressed with with the fact of like. He played, I believe in the first game in the Europa League, he played left back, or maybe he was in the cup game. He played left back because Fredericks played on the right. Yep. And then and Fredericks did well that game too. Fredericks did fantastic until he yeah. got injured. But yeah, he was Fredericks, you know, basically got us that first goal um in the cup game. And but Johnson, so Johnson played great left back, you know, basically started over Masuaku in that position. I think Masuaku might have started one game on the bench and then one game as kind of a left winger. Um, but then started at right back for us in this Vienna game and was just nothing got by him. He was w- extremely effective going forward, didn't seem to make a bad pass. And he's still only like, what, 22 maybe, 21, 22. Uh, but honestly, if he keeps 
playing like that, he needs to get some serious consideration to start in the Premier League. Uh, whether it's, I would probably start him at left back because I think, but Cresswell's been good this season. I, his lack of speed is continuing to be a, a defensive liability at times, and so, but, you know. I don't think it's at that point yet, but no, yeah. Johnson, if he continues playing like this and the opportunities he's getting, he's going to deserve a start in the Premier League. So that is one thing that I could see Moyes like kind of grooming him for is that taking over for Cresswell because he has played well on the left. He, I thought, yeah, he played incredible on the right when I, in that, like that cup game you're talking about. But, um, and I just looked it up. Uh, he's was born in 2000. So that's, what is that? 21 now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you've got a lot of years with him left and the fact that he's already up to premier league level, but he also, you know, has played for us before and can prove that he can hold his own. I mean, yeah, I, to me, I see him, uh, Moyes kind of grooming him for the left side. Cause we also have Fredericks who can fill in for Sioux yeah. Hall if we need to, I mean, I know he's hurt right now, but yeah. Well, and we have, yeah, we have more of a need currently at left back, but based on depth, just, needing that position covered a little more. Um, but no, he's been great. And and honestly, um, you know, our entire – I think out of all of our second units, our, our defensive unit is the one I have the most confidence in. Um, basically, Dawson, we've seen him be an extremely effective center back from last season. Diop, we've seen – the flashes, not, not always the consistency, but the flashes of a really, really good player. Um, and then Fredericks, when he's healthy, can be, a you know, you can't match his speed. It's just, it's just like, it's something you can't teach. And then Johnson, the maturity that he's shown at his age is, is just incredible. Yeah. And I think Moyes will continue to work in and we'll see it kind of, in my opinion, how we saw Ben Rama last season with Lassage, where, Moyes works him in when we can or when he can, when he needs him. I think he, he, yeah, I think he can contribute. Um, but then I see it being either halfway through the season or next season where he's really uh, up to speed and really is that force for us. The other one that I'm waiting, I'm still on the fence about is crawl. I think he's a good player. I think he will get there, but I think he just will need more time than Vlasic. Uh, is that kind of what you're seeing? Yeah, I'm, I think Vlasic, it's it's a case of yeah, just getting used to the speed of the the Premier League. I think for Crawl, it's it's going to be part of that, but also part of learning the position Moyes wants to play him in. Because like Moyes gives a ton of freedom to the three attacking midfielders, in in whether it's our starting team, whether it's you know the other team, our backup team, they all have the freedom to roam around, get in different positions. And so you don't necessarily need to, he, he does, re, he does require them to get back on defense, but, but for the most part, offensively, they don't necessarily have to stick to one thing, but, the, but the, you know, the two center mids in our four, two, three, one have a lot of positional responsibility in the team. Like you saw today, because our fullbacks pushed up so forward, Rice and Tuchik had to sit back a lot. They had to find kind of the spots to, to get open for passes. And I don't know if Crawl's quite ready for that. I think he can be, um, but it it seems like he's more comfortable in a pure center midfield role than he really is that defensive midfield role that, that he's being asked to play in our system, um, which isn't necessarily a bad thing because I think he gives us 
I mean, I think Rice can carry the ball. For, Rice has shown he can carry the ball forward. Like, so I think he's better than, than Crawl at that. But like, Crawl definitely maybe has a better ball carrying ability than a Suchek. Let's say, like, I think Suchek more of a threat in the air, more aware of where he needs to be defensively. But I think Crawl, as far as kind of has some very good short term pace and, and kind of the, the dribbling ability to, to kind of offer just something different. Uh, in midfield. I, I honestly might like to see, you know, this formation has been working so well for us, but I wouldn't mind in some matchups seeing a more traditional 4-3-3 with Rice, Suchik, and Crawl as all three midfielders in there, kind of maybe unleashing Rice a little bit more to go forward. Yeah, uh, I do think it's kind of similar to goalkeeper where it's tough to work him in right now. And yeah. obviously, you know, you don't want to, especially as a fan, want to bet on an injury um, for Crawl to be able to show himself. So, well, especially when that would be either to check or rise. Yeah. Well, and that's my point, though, is you know maybe when we're ahead, like um, mm-hmm. when we need to bring on another player to give uh, Rice or Suchek rest for the, you know, like we kind of bring on Noble to kind of hold that. I think Moyes brought in Crawl this season to help him learn the team before Noble goes, you know, retires, um, and then. Crawl can be that one that can kind of come in there for the holding. I, I don't think he's ever going to be the one that comes in to change the game. Yeah. Um, but I, th- I do think it's a little tougher for him to work in. And honestly, that's a good thing. Like we want those players that, you know, it's tough to sub in, but I do think his chance is coming. So um, I, I'm still re- really excited about the signing. It's just yeah. a little bit tougher for him to work in. I can see, a, I, I would maybe hope Moyes subs him on in, in like Premier League games when we're leading. Let's say we're up two one yeah. or one nil against you know a, a moderate team like a, a you know not like a top not like a top six team, and instead of bringing on like Yarmolenko for Bowen, bring on Crawl for Bowen, and make it more of like you know you you maybe Ben Raman for now are still on the wings but but Crawl plays a little more centrally and and, and kind of has that freedom to come back more deep so you have basically sub on a slightly more defensive minded. Uh, center midfielder rather than just subbing on another attacking midfielder or winger. Yeah, that's a good point. It's kind of like bringing Fredericks on for Bowen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Kind of when you, it, it, it's a slight formational shift, but it, it's more you, cause you don't really, you're not going to get that bonus if you sub out Suchek or Rice, cause they're going to be a better defensive player, but relative to the attacking midfielder you're taking out, it provides and more defensive stability. Quick shout out to Ben Rama, who has been, defensive and offensive I, I have seen and we saw this in front of last season and especially this season too but we have seen Ben Rama in my opinion develop and, and I think this is all due to Moyes um, into someone that gets back and he saved us at least two or three times and now it seems like it's every game that he's you know getting back defensively contributing not just getting back to help the defenders but getting back and and making like ridiculous defensive plays so yeah credit to him yeah he's he's been very much improved as far as yeah offering that effort almost like Fornells has always done it but it's getting to the point where Ben Rama is making almost as much of an effort as Fornells which is saying something a lot yeah. and you know not to not to dwell on it too long I know we've this is always a, a sore subject when we bring it up but it it's it's making me realize just how bad Hilaire was at it that if even Moyes couldn't instill this work rate in him, like he just doesn't have it in him at all. Like if, cause Ben Rama, we came, I thought we, you know, 
I was worried for a little, I always liked Ben skill, but I was worried that, oh, maybe he just doesn't have the like effort in him, but no, he's absolutely does. And it's because of Moyes. Um, but if, if a player like Hilaire just never showed that, even though a year and a half of, of having Moyes, it's, it's uh, maybe it was a lost cause. Yeah. Well, to end on more of a happier note, we've got Everton coming up. I've got this international break, which is always uh, fun to watch how our players do and their respective teams. But I don't know if fun's the right word, more like nerve wracking. Yeah. Don't get hurt. Yeah. Um, no, but uh, yeah, we've got Everton coming up. I, Everton's going to be a really good test of our skill because I picture Everton right now being um, around our level, you know, season ending wise in the table. So yeah. I, I think we. I'm hopeful, obviously, for a win. I think we've got the skill to win, uh, but we will need to be on top of our game, and they're going to punish us for mistakes, especially defensively. Um, just, I guess, a quick prediction, or how do you think, maybe not like a, a full-score prediction, but I, I would say, for me, it's definitely could see a tie, 100%. Um, I would, I'm obviously going to try to lean towards West Ham, I'd, um, but it's if we win, it'll be, or if they win, I think it'll be a one-goal differential. Yeah, I think it'll be I think it'll be really close. I'm I'm expecting a draw here. Um it's they they have good like we I wouldn't say our players outclass theirs. I think it's a pretty balanced um skill matchup and they've been they've been managed well so far this season. So I don't expect I don't really see where either team necessarily has that more advantages over over each other. Um, it'll it'll be a close game. Yeah. Well, with that said, hopefully we can continue, or we'll not continue, get back to our winning ways uh, in in a couple weeks, and uh, we'll we'll leave you with that. Hopefully, we'll get a next pod after the Everton game, and uh, come on, you Irons! Come on, you Irons! <laughs>